Hello and welcome to the All In My Head podcast. We're glad you decided to give this podcast a listen. We're a group of teens that are making a podcast for youth by youth. We will counter stereotypes around mental health in the teen, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus community and talk about things you might find a little uncomfortable. It's, it's real teens, Hello and welcome back to the All In My Head podcast. This is Nicole and I am the adult advisor for the podcast. I really don't like my voice being on the podcast that often, but there comes times when the students are busy or we just need to get things recorded kind of quickly. So here I am doing that today. The reason that we are dropping this particular episode, it's kind of more of a bonus episode because we did not have enough time in episode three about online school to include all of the amazing voices we were able to record. That is what this episode is going to be today. So enjoy this bonus episode of the All In My Head podcast. What is the best thing about online school? The best thing would be having not to deal with social pressure because in-person does have social, some sort of social pressure, but like with online school, I'm able to just like be by myself in some way and also just like get to like do things at my own pace and in the way that I want to do them you know maybe having more free time because I guess if I had to find a positive it's that I only have usually you know three to five hours a day with school and clubs as opposed to what could be six or easily more in real life so at least I don't have to get anymore I think more alone time. I think maybe um, when I'm when I was in in-person learning, as much as I love social interaction, I think I, it's definitely tiring at times. And with online school, I don't get to see people at all. So that's definitely a huge improvement in that part. But then again, I feel like I'm sort of an ambivert. So I do feed off of social connection. But I think it helps me kind of like focus on myself more. At least like during online school, I felt like I was constantly comparing myself to others and I wouldn't have enough time to like figure out myself. And that's definitely something that that's good that's come out of online school and like quarantine in general. How do you think teachers, staff, your school could do better? One thing, I guess, is more breakout rooms, especially when it's only two to three people. Kids actually talk sometimes, and that can make my whole day better. Just knowing that, hey, these little pictures of Among Us characters and anime characters have people behind them, people my age. It's like, it's, it's just so nice. Um, and I'm sure this is near impossible with the one semester, three hours a week live meeting format we have right now. But I just think allowing for a few minutes of unstructured discussion, unstructured time before and after class, like, instead of going straight into whatever the content we're learning, allowing for what a few minutes of just, like, you know, talking about, like, the things normal high schoolers talk about, like TV shows or pineapple and pizza, you know, whatever just makes people engaged. I don't know. Just so it doesn't feel like all I'm doing is school, like, strictly school. But I know that's really difficult because you only have, the teachers only have, like, three hours a week for half a year to teach us all the stuff.
I think McDaniel has done an excellent job balancing the mental health of students while trying to meet educational needs at the same time. Comprehensive distance learning is going to be inadequate and inequitable no matter what, but they are trying their best. I think increasing the number of students in the building would be a way that the district could do better. How do you feel about turning your camera on during classes? Honestly, I don't mind it. I have no expectations for other people to do it, and I don't think anyone should have to. But I've had mine on since the start because, well, my parents are both teachers. One Roosevelt, I hear them talking about their classes where nobody has their camera on, nobody's talking. I think I just feel bad for them and my teachers because I know they're struggling. And I've got a room with nobody interrupting me. I have, I've got good Wi-Fi. I've got no reason why I shouldn't turn my camera on other than being lazy. So I try to do it. More so recently, I haven't because I feel like it's not as necessary because the teachers have kind of accustomed to these lecture-style classes when I feel like they'd have adjusted to not see people with their cameras on don't really need that engagement as much but I try to still in small groups breakout rooms yeah sometimes when you break a room somebody else will turn it on it's like wow you are a person you have a face and can talk which is crazy because you just don't hear that anymore um I about the turning on cameras um I have tried it a couple times but I feel like in a way even though People probably don't care, but I feel like it does kind of make you conscious. Like, you don't do something that's dumb in class because people will see it. And also, it makes, like, small things be hella embarrassing. What I mean is, like, let's say, like, someone walks in your room. Like, that's something that happens a lot of time. But I know it's hella embarrassing. Like, you're in class, you're listening, and just someone just walks in your room and is just like shouting and like maybe you're even talking in class and it's like just hella weird you know so I feel like that's just how I feel about turning on my camera and that's why I don't do it. What are your concerns and hopes about returning to in-person school? Probably the biggest thing is COVID cases rising and such. I'm not sure how that's going to work with vaccines but I know for sure that something is going to happen with that. And that is something that I am not looking forward to. Also, <laughs> kind of a funny thing I've been thinking about lately, like uh, seeing teachers, especially since I haven't really been being caught up with homework lately. And it's going to be a little awkward seeing teachers just kind of like walking in the classroom like, hey, I'm that person that hasn't done work in like two weeks, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of that happening. But, you know sacrifices shall be made for in-person school and (laughs) I think I'll survive. Also adapting, I guess adapting to like in-person learning. I'll have to like drive to the max station, take the max downtown, walk to school. It's like a whole process instead of just like staying in bed and like looking at my computer screen. I think that's going to be a huge change and actually having like a good schedule for that. And returning to sports, too, probably once in-person school starts, uh, in-person sports will start, and I'll have to probably do that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as, like, invested in that anymore, and I feel like it's hard to go back, but yeah, that's definitely a drawback to returning in-person school. 
My concerns and hopes will be the work will not be the same because no, I don't want the work to be the same. But I also hope like when it comes to the point where we actually go back to in-person school, everyone's just they're putting into consideration everyone's safety because it wouldn't be good for us to just be like, you know what, it's decreasing like the there are no more high numbers of cases so we can just like let people be so i wouldn't think that's good so i feel like let's make sure that everything is safe and everyone's safe and it's just a nice time to just like go back in person First and foremost, I do think we should go back, like, to some extent, some people, somehow, because I've seen firsthand how online school is not sustainable. So many of my friends and classmates have lost complete motivation, not even just in school, but just in general life, and are just depressed and struggling, and this isn't going to work for more time. But I also don't think there's an easy way that we should all go back. I'm not saying, hey, why aren't we doing this? I think it has to be slow. I think we have to work through it. So I think we should go back. But I'm afraid that some people aren't going to be able to go back for whatever reason, whether it be they have to watch their siblings while their parents work or whether it be, you know, they have someone high risk or they are high risk. You know, there's a million reasons why people won't go back or they just aren't comfortable. So I am worried about the inequitably that will come from some people being in person and some people being online because you can't expect teachers to be able to teach the same way simultaneously. So there's no easy solution. But I think those who can go back should be able to. And as long as it's safe for the teachers. But I hope I guess I hope that some people can go back sooner. But if I had the chance, I would go. Do you provide childcare during this time? How has that been difficult? I do provide childcare during this time. I have working parents that are unable to watch my sister many days that she is not in school, so I often try to help her with her online school while doing my own work. She's pretty self-sufficient though, so it's not like I have to be by her side all day long, and I do enjoy getting some extra time with her. How has building relationships online been tougher? How are your relationships with people you see in person? Um, I'm an only child, so I only see my parents. Honestly, it hasn't been that much of a change. A lot of my time is just in my room alone, and my parents are just doing work downstairs. So, yeah, I think we've definitely been seeing each other more. Uh, They both work, so (laughs) they, they have more work days off, and during the weekends, and like maybe like Fridays or such, we go out for hiking or like skiing or snowshoeing, which is always fun. And spending time with my family is always fun. So I don't think there's been a huge change. I think with in-person learning, I'd probably uh, be home by like seven, eat dinner with them, maybe watch a movie with them or something and then go to bed. So I think maybe it changed by like two hours or so. I don't know. That's how, that's how I describe it. But building relationships with like friends and stuff, I think I'm really lucky to have a really good friend group during online school. Like I had a different friend group in in-person learning and I don't want to get into drama, <laughs> but I, I wasn't like the best in, in best terms with them. So 
having like a new fresh start on that, which I don't think a lot of people have, which I'm really, really lucky to have a friend group that I can like hang out with over Discord like every day. But tougher, yes, I'm supposed to talk about bad things. Tougher, yeah, I think we don't get to have like those table buddies that you talk to every morning in, uh, in class or like during the start of class or like those people that you'd walk in the hallways with. At least for me, that's something that I'm missing. Also, like, that whole, like, connection with, like, your peers and upperclassmen. Like, I found, like, when forecasting, it was really, really hard to choose because usually there'd be, like, rumors going around in the hallway about, like, what classes are good and what, like, teachers are bad. And without that, it's kind of hard to, like, get an aspect of, like, how good your teachers are without that connection. So that's been kind of interesting. And... Like, during, like, synchronous classes, I feel like I'm not connected with the people in my class. Like, the teachers will attempt to connect me with, like, I don't know, icebreakers or whatever, but it's not like we, like, exchange Instagrams or anything, or, like, we don't know each other at all, especially with, like, people that I haven't met at all. As is the case for most people, my relationship with classmates and teachers has been virtually non-existent unless I knew them beforehand just because of how difficult it is to bond with someone that you've never seen and hardly hear. Thanks again for joining us for this bonus episode. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore all in my head podcast. Also feel free to email us all in my head podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day. This podcast was created using a grant from the Oregon Alliance to Prevent Suicide in partnership with the Association of Oregon Community Mental Health Programs and with funding from the Oregon Health Authority. The adult advisor is Nicole Mayer, music by Waterboy, shared on Pixabay.